Well, hello and uh, welcome once again to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil, and this week we've got, coming off of my shelf, Spike Lee's 2002 movie, 25th Hour. David, how are you doing? Had you ever seen this movie before? And uh, what were your initial thoughts? Talk to me. All right, well, I'll answer those three questions in chronological order as they were asked. I'm good. No. And it wasn't terrible. I mean, Spike Lee, love him, hate him, sort of like him. You got options. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, opinions are really on the spectrum with this, uh, with, uh, with him, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah. so. You've given uh, him all, all, a lot of uh, breadth to choose. <laughs> Everybody just appreciates that. Uh, but I, I was kind of excited to watch it because... I'm thinking, okay, I really feel like, okay, well, this is Edward Norton. He's really going to bring something to this role, as he has often. Uh, you know, I love Barry Pepper, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I was curious to see how he is performance. Um, and, of course, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, can you go wrong with him? That's the question. Uh, probably not, which is the uh, answer before I watched it. And probably st- I still stick with that answer. Then you got Rosario Dawson, better known for Clerks 2. So, again, yeah, it was a good cast. And, of course, you have Brian Cox as well, which I love. Uh, So, I mean, again, Phil, it it wasn't terrible. I I can't say I was a big fan of it. There are elements of the film I liked. Uh, There's Certainly, it's a movie that we can talk about uh, because of because of the elements, because of the story and the, the direction and the writing and, and the cast. So uh, it's and, a word legally obligated by virtue of this podcast. Uh, we really <laughs> kind of have, we have to talk about it. Put ourselves in a corner. Check the contract. We really painted ourselves in the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get ourselves out of it. Uh, don't worry. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not really familiar with Spike Lee's work. But anyways, i, I got to ask you, of course, I don't know. I kind of think, why did you choose this movie? Is it because I, I couldn't get any connection to anything we've done recently? So I'm curious. Please share with everyone. Uh, why? Why? Uh, ultimately, I think uh, it really came down to uh, it's a movie I, I really, really like. Uh, haven't seen in a long time. And given the, uh, you know, the 20th uh, anniversary of uh, September 11th, uh, you know, this is a movie that um, for me and for many uh, are somehow sort of directly related to that um, in a way that isn't necessarily... I don't want to say obvious, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not something like, uh, you know, Oliver Stone's uh, World Trade Center or, uh, you know, I think Peter Greengrass uh, did United 93. Those two movies took specific aspects of, you know, the attacks and sort of told their own narrative within that. Um, whereas what this movie kind of goes a little bit out of its way to, to do, I think, is sort of showcase a, a post September 11th, New York City, in a way that, um, you know, I I remember a little bit of the hysteria around that time and things like the Spider-Man teaser uh, that originally uh, ended with him, uh, you know, webbed up in between the the, the Twin Towers, you know, that had been removed from theaters and uh, you know, there, there's a poster, movie poster for a, a crappy movie uh, called uh, uh, Made in Manhattan uh, with uh, Ray Fiennes and, and uh, Jennifer Lopez. And that on its poster had the Twin Towers because sort of uh, underneath their big heads are the, the sort of city skyline. So uh, there was this sort of feeling that, you know, the, the particularly Hollywood anyway, was going to try and avert your eyes you know don't don't pay attention it never you know didn't happen or 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 we're not going to reference it you know in fear of upsetting people or whatever else and uh one of the many things uh, i really love about spike lee is uh he doesn't really try and hide anything or try hide from anything and so uh i was struck uh, upon watching this movie which came out you know like i said uh 2002 um 
the specific sort of shots of a post September 11th, New York, you know, not allowing you really to uh, avert your eyes. So I thought, you know, in honor as it were of the, of the 20th anniversary, uh, this movie brings to me, brings to mind that, uh, that time period. So I thought, uh, let's hop in the, in the old Wayback machine and uh, go back about 20 years. Yeah. I think you're trying to one up me in two thousand following up with my 2002 film. I did notice. I did think about that <laughs> only afterwards that I thought, oh shoot, I really try and keep these things, or we try and keep these things a little varied. Uh, you don't want to spend too much time in any, you know, one milieu. But uh, you know, Hearts War and this movie couldn't be any further uh, apart. And I'm pretty sure Surviving Christmas might have also been 2002. So uh, we may have to put the put the pump the brakes on the old O2 <laughs> of it all. Well, it was, had a good variety of movies that year, I guess we could say. Not, yeah, pretty uh, big spectrum, those three in particular. Yeah, not one of those years where you have Armageddon and Deep Impact, you know? <laughs> same <laughs> Sure. Uh, that inter- same year also, that, that's, that's 98. So I, I, I'm pretty sure the same year that there was Private Ryan and Thin Red Line and uh, yeah. Life is Beautiful and, you know, a lot of World War II stuff around that time. So, yeah, it does work kind of cyclically. But, uh, yeah, uh, 2002, those three movies couldn't be more 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 different no and all all gems in their own way that that's true so are you uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a little bit uh disheartened let's say okay. about uh, <laughs> about your your uh, ambivalence to this movie um uh, i respect it uh i don't like it yes but i respect <laughs> it uh, um uh so it's an interesting mixture because you just mentioned you know all of the all the actors and and uh you know performances and so forth that uh well maybe not the performances maybe that's what the issue was but in terms of the actors the cast um mm-hmm. there's there's not a, a dud in the bunch uh i think uh you know these are some of the best working people uh, particularly around that that era you know mm-hmm. uh, all have gone on and continued into elements of fame and, and certainly coming from that so um you know, you'd mentioned you don't really know many Spike Lee movies. I, fortunately for you, uh, own uh, a, probably like uh, two thirds uh, of his uh, uh, of his uh, oeuvre uh, here. So, okay. so you'll get you'll get well acquainted with Mr. Lee over the the, the coming years. Um, but uh, you know, things like Malcolm X certainly do the right thing. Um, you know, Inside Man, uh, I believe you may have seen. Um, I do. I didn't really. I didn't realize he directed. I do. I did really actually enjoy Inside Man. Yeah. So, so some experience, but yeah, there's there's just a, a gamut of movies. Bamboozled is, is another great one. So he's just got a, an amazing uh, filmography and very prolific, and just kind of turns out some amazing stuff. And you know, his documentary work is pretty spectacular. So just a director that I, I adore and is always kind of coming up with unique and interesting um, stories to tell. Um, so before we get into the cast, did you have any thoughts on the score? I know we don't always talk about that, but this is, this is a score that I, I really enjoyed uh, from uh, a, a long-time Spike Lee collaborator, uh, Terrence. Yeah, Blanchard. I mean, I think, I th- I think it's, a, it's a score that, again, suited the film. Yeah. I, again, there, let's be clear, there are a lot, there's a lot of little, little things I like about this movie and some things that I like more than just a little uh and we'll talk about that of course and we'll just talk about a couple a couple big things that maybe i didn't like and maybe that's why it's got me where i where i'm at i wouldn't say the score is anything i didn't like i thought the score was it really again i've said this before is it wasn't overpowering and it was chosen uh, properly for this movie and it just kind of blended in with with the film so Mm -hmm. it kind of was fluided and just kind of was on the same rails and kind of just was like beside it the whole time. Uh, and it was, it was good, but it didn't stand out to me where no. some films like your Hans Zimmer, where he's going, this is really driven by the soundtrack. I didn't find it was driven by the soundtrack. It was more of a companion to go along with the movie. Oh, for sure. I don't, uh, you know, uh, Blanchard's work is, is I don't want to necessarily say subtle because it's, it's, it's evocative and it's interesting to me in general. I think he, again, works a, a lot with, with Spike. And, and um, what I just, you know, particularly during the, uh, the title sequence, you know, I just thought this is a beautiful piece of music. 
that uh, I was really almost immediately enamored of. And it was nice to, uh, I wondered if it had any sort of impression on you uh, in that regard. Um, and then just before we, we dive again into the cast, uh, cinematography, uh, again, we don't always talk, but Rodrigo Prieto, uh, just phenomenal in my view. Uh, he's, he's was the DP on, on some really great movies. Uh, he works with Scorsese a lot in the, in, in recent years. Um, you know, he did, uh, eight mile and Babel and, uh, did Brokeback Mountain, another, you know, just beautiful, beautiful movie. So uh, did that stick out to you at all? Do you have any thoughts on the uh, shots or the, any any particular, you know, the lighting schemes? There's a couple of scenes in the club and so forth I thought were lit and sort of uh, shot, uh, you know, kind of brilliantly and, and, and uh, his use of, uh, you know, digital photography, but also just in terms of some of the frames. Uh, obviously, Spike's signature shots are in there. Uh, that sort of dolly glide. Um, shot that we can kind of talk more specifically again at the club, uh, but anything stand out for you on the on the visual front? Did you find the lighting and so forth any, uh, of interest? I thought it was. I think that's one of its stronger things. I think that's something that kind of did keep my uh, interest uh, in in the movie, uh, along with the performances. Um, I think this it was good. Like the lighting was good. I was actually right off the bat, the film. I don't know what it was. Just the shot of the car. Yeah, uh, I just the lighting. I actually now that you mentioned lighting was perfect. I like that. That's something that stood out to me, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna like this. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I like how how it started, and I liked it throughout. There's one thing that also stood out to me, and it's more of a directorial uh, decision thing. I don't know if it's again, maybe it's a Spike Lee like Spike Lee thing that I didn't like was the, the shots, the double take shots, where he does oh, okay. the shot twice from a slightly yep. different angle. Yep. That was, to me, I, I don't see, it did nothing for me, I guess. It, I, I didn't, I'm glad he didn't stick with it throughout. I think it, it stopped for a while, and then there was one other one, I think. Uh, I, I don't know, I, gonna, I don't know. It just, it just didn't do anything for me. But that aside, the shots at the, um, at the at the um, at the bar at the dance club were fantastic uh again everything was i mean the funny thing is that you mentioned uh, post 9-11 i'm not even thinking that i'm like i'm just i'm taking it all in but i didn't really i mean clue in to that to be perfectly honest with you uh <laughs> i didn't get that like i didn't it didn't maybe it was too subtle for me to notice Sure. Like I've seen well, like movies like Remember Me, and I didn't really pick up on that until the end. But I think that was done purposely. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know that it's really like uh, overbearing, right? And it's one of the things. Again, uh, you know, Spike gets accused of maybe being a little bit overt and in your face. But other than you know, again, uh, obvious situations of sort of looking right out over Ground Zero while they're still clearing it up, you know, and uh, obviously, uh, yes. they, um. You know, there's lots of, um, you know, when they enter Brogan's bar, you know, lots of, uh, you know, New York Fire Department kind of memorial stuff here and there. There's obviously some talk in the, uh, you know, in the uh, in the mirror, you know, sort of talking about Osama bin Laden and Al Qaeda. So there's definitely like, again, mm -hmm. but again, it's all sort of wrapped up into what I think is a, is a overall or an over overweening kind of narrative you know so it's again it's not a movie like again uh, world trade center or you know united 93 which is sort of specifically around the attack and 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 so forth this is a movie that's just again it's sort of it's a story that takes place post september 11th new york uh but isn't about the specificity of that and mm -hmm. I, I think that that again it's sort of more in just shots you know uh and they sort of make references and cut cutaways and so forth uh, to to reveal it um, so it's, it's upon a second watch. You might, you might pick up a little more of it. Yeah, I probably would. I think I got the, I like, I obviously know it. Okay. This is, sure. a, you know, around the time of, of that because of, because of the mirror, the mirror scene and, specifically. Sure. Uh, and so even the, even the title sequence, as I say, you know, even that, you know, the sort of big reveal, you know, as the, as the music swells and so forth, you know, of the sort of, you know, begins wondering, you know, what am I looking at? Right. It's just sort of lights and it's all low angles and this and that. And then, you're sort of 
pulls back to reveal, you know, it's the two beams of light that they had put as a sort of temporary monument to uh, the Twin Towers. So again, sort of right away, putting it into that context, I thought it was really compelling. Yeah, there's definitely a timestamp on it uh, for that time. Uh, now that you think about it, what I missed, and I, I, I could sense it was a powerful scene, but I couldn't quite get it, was the the cleaning up with the uh, of the area. With yeah. Like all, that, that was kind of, I wasn't exactly sure what was going on there. It was kind of an interesting um, view, uh, like a, a film, like just showing a good uh, a scene. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah. And very well shot, really. And again, there are a, like a lot of well shot uh, scenes in this movie. And again, one of its uh, strongest points uh, of the film. I think he can definitely knows how to shoot a movie. There's no doubt about that. And good use of 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 everything he's got. Like I just it, it got me in the, like I, it put me in the movie. Like I was kind of I wouldn't. I don't know if immersed was too too strong of a word. I mean, I've used a VR. That's immersed, right? So, <laughs> yeah, level, yeah yeah so it's really hard to use that word now as being a kind of uh, truly being immersed but it, it did really i was in the movie i think there's just a couple of things that kind of uh i realized it kind of towards the end like but we'll get into that later because uh i don't want to i want to stick with the positive now but uh, definitely well shot um the like cinemography was pretty bang on really yeah i thought just again uh, a pretty evocative images and again great use of lighting and, and just uh, i i personally you know that 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 kind of you know quick double cuts and so forth you know we saw a little bit of that in uh before the devil knows you're dead if you remember and you know neither one of us really loved that there either um so it's a it's it's a it's a technique i think that'll emphasize a point um i don't know that he overused it but it is not something i typically uh gravitate towards you know uh res- mm-hmm. you know obviously uh you know director it's their prerogative but yeah as a, as an aesthetic choice it's not something that i particularly loved and uh though not overused uh i don't necessarily need to see it uh in this movie so i, I get that 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 might be a little bit of a hurdle i didn't love it either it's a, it's one of the few things that blemishes let's say if uh, if i can call them that uh, that I didn't really just immediately love about this movie. A couple of those things, I'm like, ah, it's just a little showy, you know? Uh, so it does put me a little bit off. Yeah. There weren't big scenes either, so it just seemed like odd timing. Okay, well, what? Mm-hmm. He's just walking, he's walking into the into the school, into the classroom where, to meet Hoffman. I just, there wasn't, you know, what does it mean? Like, a, it wasn't a big scene. So I don't, what yeah. was, I just, I couldn't figure out why. Maybe sure. I'm missing something. Uh, but. I mean, it didn't hurt it. It just made me curious to, to why. But yeah, the only two that really stand out is the is the is the initial meeting at the beginning with the dog when the dog bites back. Uh, that nice. sort of stuck out as, as sort of being, and that I kind of maybe okay, you're sort of trying to emphasize the point. Uh, and then um, when at the very end, when he sees uh, Naturel for the last, like when he kind of goes home after the morning. Uh, session with his friends you know and he's he gets and they kind of embrace that's a sort of another another sort of double cut there so again those kind of moments i'm like well you know maybe you're just emphasizing the point and again there's there's you know it's a choice and i respect it but it's it's not something that i particularly uh gravitate towards or uh need to really see again agreed so where do you where do you want to start where do you all start do you want to I mean, you want to share what the kind of what it's about, and where do you want to talk uh, some scenes and some sort There's lots, uh, obviously, a lot of well, a lot of different characters for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think we stories. could we could certainly we can certainly you know I mean just the, anyone that hasn't seen it, of course, uh, you know, you really it's really just the last you know basically 24 hours in a, in this guy's life, you know, a punk uh, drug dealing. Uh, uh, kid as it were gets wrapped up in some mob dealings and he's going away to prison for seven years and it's happening uh you know tomorrow morning uh, effectively so so this is how he sort of spends his last 24 hours more or less and his dad and his girlfriend and his two best friends from childhood and trying to tie up whatever loose ends he can uh plot you know not that uh deep as some of the movies we've talked about uh not really about uh, the specific plotting uh, as much as character and uh, the situation. So 
uh, that's the sort of nutshell of the of the plot. And, uh, you know, we can more or less kind of, I think, just touch on, uh, you know, a little brief discussion, as it were, about uh, the cast, you know, uh, memorable moments or, or, or performances in general. Uh, your thoughts, you mentioned Ed Norton, you know, usually delivers. Uh, what were your thoughts on him in this movie and uh, what's your sort of uh, experience with him? There's something like I like. I watched Motherless, Motherless Brooklyn. I think we've seen that. Uh, I really liked him in that. Uh, I have uh, Fight Club, a very memorable movie. Of course. Uh, Hulk, I guess, but I actually haven't even seen, haven't seen the Hulk. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's got a. He was. Did a lot for a. I don't know. Kind of like Colin Farrell, maybe. He was just there a lot for a bit, but just. You don't really yeah. see much of them anymore. I don't know if you can name a few more the big ones uh, that I'm kind of missing because I know I haven't seen a lot sure. of them. Well, uh, his, uh, his you know, one of his sort of his big breakout role was a movie called Primal Fear uh, with uh, Richard Gere, which yes. is on my shelf. We may visit and reminded me uh, that that movie was actually directed by Gregory Hoblet, yes. uh, who obviously we talked about last week. So. Uh, he was in that, you know, he worked with Woody Allen and everyone says, I love you again. Uh, you know, death to Smoochie. Uh, he was in, uh, again, you mentioned the Hulk. Um, uh, American uh, History X uh, was another sort yes. of big role for him. I had that on my uh, shelf. I had that on my shelf. Um, so yeah, very interesting movie. Very good movie, actually. Yeah, I would say. And so, yeah, I would say, you know, this is you know, four or five, six years into his sort of run. And, and he just had a, a, a hell of a run, you know, just was in a bunch of stuff. Um, I don't see him quite as often uh, anymore, but now he's working with some, with Wes Anderson a little bit and uh, director of the Royal Tenenbaums, which we talked about. So, you know, he's obviously doing a little bit different things. He's directed a couple of movies here and there, keeping the faith uh, he directed with uh, Ben Stiller and uh, Jenna mm-hmm. Elfman. So, mm-hmm. um, a guy that's that's been around for a long time, and 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 for the most part, I think always delivers the goods, and is pretty good about the movies that he's in. You know, not only does he, I think, uh, you know, bring bring quality to 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 the role. Uh, I think he's pretty smart enough to, um, to you know to pick movies for the most part that, at least in, for my taste, uh, are good or I enjoy. You know, I, I see the the merit in them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's never really let me down in a role necessarily. Yeah, uh, and that's the vibe I get from him. He's also like in in Rounders, the score. Oh yeah, that's right, Rounders. We can talk about that. Uh, Itali- the Italian Job, which I've seen um, after after the sunset with Pierce Bronson. Um, yeah. There's another one, uh, the little Pride and Glory, I believe, was okay. used in that one as well. So uh, he just he has that reputation of just being. Uh, uh, pretty unique, I think. I don't know what something about him. Maybe it's just his look uh, about him and like the infamous goatee that he seems to rock a lot. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, so, he, so he lends himself to uh, and to, to certain roles, but I think he's got that range. Uh, and and I don't, I can't say. Like I think this in this one movie, probably why I think it is as much as I say I, I didn't really like it and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does give me a think. Well, maybe I want, kind of want to watch it again just to kind of uh, get. I think there's more to the movie, uh, like to 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 the than just one watch. I think certain just the fact that now that it's like that, just like the post nine eleven stuff. Just looking for those different shots, I think is reason kind of reason enough. But I think there's just uh, this movie at first glance uh, is, is good, but you can kind of easily overlook some things because um, there's a lot going on. So I think his performance specifically, you know, I'll be honest with you. I was a little disappointed. And I think okay. reason being is I did hype myself up a bit. I, I, I just like, oh, we haven't watched Edward Norton. You know, he's, he's such a, a new kind of a unique fella. And it's, I was excited to see him bring like his his way of acting is really like he's really strong he has really some strong uh, characteristics and i was excited uh, to when i read like when i read the, the what this movie was about i'm like yeah. okay cool i get to see this movie like reading what it's about and i get to see edward norton do it i'm excited sure uh, and i think part of it was it wasn't quite what i expected uh like the the story choices and not 
not poor story choices, just not what I was expecting. Okay. So I think now I'm I'm seeing him kind of in a in a role that I wasn't really expecting to see him in. Uh, did he perform poorly in any way? Absolutely not. Uh, I think he he did a strong performance, a little aloof a bit, and just clearly a man with some regrets. Uh, I think it didn't go in too. There wasn't a whole lot of depth. I think you mentioned that that the, the story itself isn't a deep story. Yeah, uh, I think I think it suffers a little bit from that. If that's what you're looking for. Uh, well, in, I think the, the story movie. is fairly deep. Personally, I just think that it's it's just not a very plot heavy movie necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I think you know somebody reckoning or wrestling with how he's going to you know spend the last days and how the people around him and so forth. I do think that there is some depth there. But sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. But um, I want to be clear. This is what I feel about the story. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think he's not my favorite performance. And I think that's why I'm like, I'm surprised that I felt that there was another performance that I thought, though not as prominent and not in as many scenes, I thought I was more interested in. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. What? uh... All right. Well, that's fair. You know, I thought, I thought he delivered uh, again. I think he's, he's, uh, he's pretty consistent. He's pretty consistent to me. Um, this is a bit maybe a quieter role, let's say, nothing too flashy. Um, but, you know, for a guy that's trying to, you know, kind of keep his life together or, or, or you know, manage a bunch of things, I, I bought it. You know, uh, there wasn't anything kind of lacking in the performance uh, uh, for me on that end. Yeah. Uh, I thought he delivered, you know, uh, different scenes. You're kind of getting you know, trying to relive a past, uh, worry about the future, uh, suspicious of people around him. Yeah. Uh, the nihilistic sort of, uh, you know, processing of what's about to happen, uh, sloughing off relationships and holding, you know, the, the sort of pushing in and, and letting go. Uh, so I thought all of that was conveyed throughout the movie. I thought he delivered uh, really great stuff. Uh, we, we, we know we love, Phil Hoffman. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on him uh, uh, in, in terms of his filmography. We've, we've done that before. Um, what are your thoughts of him in the movie uh, in terms of the character and performance? You know, it was, um, it was an, more of an underwhelming role for him. And it, but again, the same time uh, it was diff- I liked it because it was different to be honest with you. I was starting to feel that, man, this guy's a really good, he really gets in his role, like he's uh, like really like Heath Ledger. He just really gets into it, and I think he's he was so talented, uh, and it's heartbreaking to lose such a guy with such talent because uh, uh, I think he had a lot more left um, he could have done in his career, and I think this was almost like a break uh, for him, <laughs> and, and again, not not in a bad way because I think again he played the character perfectly and it just it just so okay he does have more range than i was starting to not give him credit for it as much as he gets into his actor it was his some his roles sort of were getting a little bit similar to me and i think that's maybe it's just could could have been the ones that i had been watched lately right Uh, Mm. he's in a fair number of of more movies uh twister is one Uh, but (laughs) i thought it was a just nice a nice change nice change of pace uh yeah he's He's been the antagonist in, in the movies we've talked about him in this, you know, from before yes. the Devil of the Dead and, and, and certainly in, uh, um, what was the other one we talked about? Anyway, but at least uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead and Moneyball. Um, so yeah. he's sort of a bit of the antagonist. And this is one where he's so sort of unaffected and just sort of uh, schlubby and uh, low-key. He's the good one. He's the good uh, guy. He's, yeah. Uh, he's well, not that good. Not that well, good. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but uh, exactly. But in terms of just, uh, it's a different type of role, as you said, from certainly from the ones we've 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 already looked at. So, uh, you know, I found his particular storyline to be the sort of weak link in terms of com- you know compelling or interesting, but uh, performance wise, uh, very solid. Um, yeah, I know you love like the pepper. Tacked on, like it felt like his character was kind of tacked on to to. Uh, Norton and uh, Barry Peppers. It was just kind of a, a third one. Definitely the kind of the 
yeah, the less prominent one, the weaker of the of the three. Yeah, the- I like I like the I like the 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 counterpoint. Let's say you know where the sort of as as, as Monty says later, you know, uh, you know the only honest man among us. You know, in terms of you know doing uh, you know God's work or something as a teacher. You know, uh, you know I like that. You know, you're looking at these sort of three kids, just presumably coming from the same. Uh, maybe not socioeconomic background, but at least societal, right? Same neighborhood, same whatever, and mm-hmm. three very distinct perspectives on how they've they've run their their lives. Um, you know, I, I I think you need you know in terms of a, a balance. You know, I think you need the 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 sort of low key guy in in that mm-hmm. triumvirate. Um, and it's you know interesting that you know and friendships are kind of weird. You know, you sort of stay friends with people even though you've sort of turned into completely different people. You know, there's still enough connection that that keeps you. Uh, you know, uh, together. And I think that's an interesting concept. So, uh, you know, the, the character, you know, the storyline with the, with the student, that's something that sort of doesn't age well. It doesn't really sit well uh, in general, but um, I, I like that, that his relationship with Monty is sort of, you know, he does feel like, and even addresses it at some point. I don't even know why I'm here. You know, uh, you guys are the club guys, you guys are, you know, and I've never been that, you know, so, He's in the 62nd percentile, obviously. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so I think it's interesting to have him there um, and the performance again. He's just, he's just great. It's just great to watch him. Great. I think what it does also do is it leads to a lot of good dialogue uh, yeah. between him and, and Barry, Pe- Barry Pepper's character because those are two different, really different guys. So I think yeah. it just it lends to better, some really good scenes uh, because yeah. they do. Um, clash they do have different personalities and they are just kind of together because they were friends when because they were neighbors or like they grew up like yeah. in, in town. and that's kind of just you're just a product of that you just kind of have that connection throughout even though um you're quite as you say quite different lives uh, obviously these two mm-hmm. guys so but like your friends something. just because, your friends because you've been friends <laughs> you know yeah. that's kind of that. that's kind of it um, he had the super nintendo i mean that's so, right I, <laughs> that's right <laughs> So uh, maybe you want to pepper in uh, a little, <laughs> a little uh, <laughs> some of your thoughts on on uh, on Barry Pepper here. Well, one of the I think one of the best best scenes I liked was his introduction. Yeah, uh, and I do like how they did that as well. As they were just there was like three or four in a row where they're just introducing characters. Yeah. Uh, here's Natural. Uh, here's Hoffman. Here's here's Pepper. They just kind of did it. And like, here's ten yeah. minutes with this person, ten minutes with this person, and ten minutes. And it just kind of sets it up nicely. And I thought that was a good choice uh, yeah. to to present that present it that way. And I and it, it just stood out to that way. It's like, oh, this is what they're doing. Okay. And I think out of all of that, I just really like Barry Pepper's performance. I think it's a good role for him for, for starters and not to typecast him or anything like that. Uh, he, I think he, he just really reacts well to that role uh, being a fast talker, smooth talker. He's your best friend, but he's also a, an asshole at the same time. Uh, and he has such a duality to him where he's, you know, having a conversation with Hoffman uh, about how much Norton has screwed up and he's an idiot. He deserves this yet. He'll he'll do anything for him for the same guy. Like I'll do anything for you. I'll you know. Uh, turns out I'll beat the shit out of you for you. Whatever you want to do, I'll do it for you. So <laughs> I think I think he just I think his performance was really one of his better performances in anything I've seen him in. And I've seen him in a in a few movies. He's never you know he's not the A guy. Like he's not he's not on the cover uh, or at least not in the center of it. Uh, but, but he definitely plays a really good supporting role in a few movies. And I think that whole scene at the stock market, I just thought was really good. And he's just a quick talker. And I don't know how anybody lives that lifestyle. I just, we kind of commented oh, yeah. on that when my wife watching and it's like, I don't know how anybody, they do a lot of Coke. I know that <laughs> it's just, just a lifestyle in the stock market. It's just such yeah. I mean, drinking the Red Bull and just, he's just insulting the people around him. And they're just like, yeah. with their buddies at the same time. And then you're my boss. So I, I don't know. I just, I was taken in by that scene. I just thought it was a really strong scene and a really strong performance. And I think he continued throughout the movie uh, and having uh, the rest of his scenes were strong. His conversation with Hoffman, that scene, which which was a relatively long scene, pretty memorable. And then having a few scenes with Natural at the, at the club, I just thought uh, he just delivered 
consistently all the way through. And I think yeah, to me, sorry, to me, I, I agree. I, I, he's a bit of a standout to me, actually, uh, in that I don't really know. You know, we saw him in obviously Private Ryan, and and uh, I think the same year maybe uh, he did Battlefield Earth and kind of killed his career. But he did the, <laughs> I think he was in '61 playing Roger Maris or Mickey Mantle. I can't remember. Um, but had done some work, you know, and, and was sort of fine. Right. But in this movie, I think it was actually the first time that I really sort of took note. I thought he was fantastic in this movie. And I think he mm-hmm. played all of the all the shades, as you said, of the of the best friend. You know, he talks throughout the movie about like, I did nothing. I didn't do anything to get it, you know, get him out of this. And now this is happening. He's the one that's sort of most acutely aware, it seems, and always willing to remind everybody that he's gone you know, and, 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 and that this is happening and that he deserved it. You know, he fucked up, you know, all that stuff. He's very kind of clinical around it or, or, you know, very logical, let's say, you know, strips away all the emotion. I think that is true in his work. And like, obviously in his sort of life, it's, it's sort of set up that way, right? There's a logic to everything, right? There's a system he's got in place for in the beginning He's introduced with the wall street stuff he's got a system in place for the percentile conversations he's got you know a logical mm-hmm. breakdown for everything and when it breaks down uh when he breaks down monty's situation this is you know it's he fucked up he deserves it and he's going away and that's it um and yet at the same time he, you know after a few drinks and whatnot he does have the the you know he's still connected right he's still his friend he still loves him there's still all that conversation around you know, I'll do anything for you. I'll be there. We'll do the bar, you know, all of this sort of talk. So he doesn't want to let him go, um, but is still acutely aware of it. So I just thought the, the, a really compelling character uh, and certainly uh, some great scenes, as, as you mentioned, the, with the one with Naturel definitely sticks out in the, in the bar. Um, the ability to kind of turn, you know, and, and not necessarily turn on her, but just turn in general as a, from a character perspective uh, mm-hmm. was impressive. And, great writing and it just a, a great scene and, and, and the stuff with phil hoffman as well you know hoffman sort of you know again sort of talking oh, i want to do this and maybe this you know whatever and he just cuts him right no that's not happening he's gone you know whatever and so that uh, really impressed me i think he, yeah nailed it i think he just nailed that role i can't think yeah. of uh, anything else that he could have done with that no uh, i think it's as good as it gets and I think, and that's the guy that uh, that stood out for me uh, the whole film. I kind of, that was it. That's my Barry. And yeah, I joke a lot about Barry Pepper because I've seen Saving Private Ryan so many times. He, he's in Enemy of, the, Enemy of the State. He's in We Were Soldiers. So I kind of have him as that, oh, he's just that extra guy in the war movie. But there's a few guys like that, Tom Sizemore. And, uh, the guys that just have that role. And I kind of joke about that. And me and I think me and Pat, we've watched Saving Private Ryan and we always have the Pepper conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. He's got some like, you know, he's a sniper who's like, he's a, a Christian. You know, he's really you know kissing his his cross and really kind of has some one liners that just kind of they're just memorable, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think and I think this one is uh, just a, a movie that he just he's the guy. He's just a really this is a good this is a solid performance. So this is actually but memorable, but not that one line that sticks out that like I'll make not fun of, but. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, that really glom on to. Um, yeah, we're 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 you know getting getting in the weeds here, but uh, in terms of Anna Paquin, uh, to me, weakest link of the movie doesn't really have the the chops uh, uh, with those with those guys uh, and and uh, Rosario. I don't think she kind of holds up. Let's say uh, again, I don't like that that storyline. Generally speaking, so um, left me a little bit less than. A, you know, enamored uh, of that. Any thoughts uh, from your end? Um, for, sorry, Naturel? No, Anna Paquin. Sorry, she's the student. She's, uh... oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I thought you were uh, Naturel. Um, I, I don't like her. I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I think how she was trying to be portrayed. Yeah. Um, I don't find her attractive. I find her repulsive. And that, so I found yeah. it difficult yeah. I don't. Not to be. I don't mean to be <laughs> repulsive. Rude, is I, tough. It's tough to walk back. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's honest. If, if no, anything that's else, fair. that's fair. <laughs> I, I, it's just not. I find that type of woman repulsive, and maybe that's just. Maybe I wouldn't find her um, 
repulsive when it, when I was twenty, maybe or twenty one, twenty two. But these, I mean, these guys are my age. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Give or take, uh, sure. and they obviously are, are a little bit taken with her. As there's a few comments there, but I just, I yeah, I'm just. I mean, but the pro- I mean, I think the performance was fine and uh, was okay. I'm just not. Uh, I just was yeah. honestly just not attracted to her, so I didn't get it. I didn't like. Sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't buy sex, but but I kind of do like the Hoffman how, what he does with it. Uh, I like I like I like to see his struggle. It's like, well, I should want to do it. I'm kind of being encouraged to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I really, obviously, for obvious reasons, shouldn't. Yeah. But uh, feel I, I need to be a bit of a bad guy like these guys are. So I think he's kind of has that kind of struggle that that I don't know. It's kind of subtle. The struggle is kind of subtle with them, but it's also very clear. Uh, and so I kind of like the storyline with it, and I like what they did with it. I just didn't really. I just didn't find her attractive. Really. <laughs> so yeah. No. Uh, that that. I mean, again, if you're going for the sort of sex pot thing right then the cast yeah that makes a difference uh all right so we'll maybe pivot to natural and uh, rosaria dawson uh i found you know from her you know all she wants she's a little i i find the writing a little thin on her end you know she sort of just just wants time you know and she's sort of not uh and not not really given it uh, you know, from him throughout. And you kind of know why, you know, the the stuff that kind of gets planted in his head and so forth. But I do think that um, from a character perspective, she's not giving a lot, given a lot to work with. Uh, I think she's great with what she has. I just think uh, I, I wanted to see her more. You know, I wanted to sort of have her do more and sort of be more involved in the, in the Monty stuff. Uh, but they sort of, you know, they do establish why. Uh, you know, the, he's suspicious of her and they haven't talked and so forth. But uh, I thought performance wise, I really liked her and her uh, relationship and her interactions with, uh, particularly with uh, Francis. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Again, it, it didn't, uh, there wasn't, she wasn't too in, in the movie a lot, uh, a lot. Um, but I think she, uh, I know it's, it's kind of tough. She was, she didn't have a lot of opportunity to really blow the role out of the water. Uh, but I think what she did with the role was, I think, uh, was really well done. And I like Rosaria, to be honest with you. I think, yeah, no, she, I think she, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really understand to why she would have been accused at all, other than the influence of the Russian. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really get that vibe at all that she would even consider doing that to him, uh, turning on him and turning him in. I don't, so I, I'm a little, I didn't really buy into that sort of scene. I don't. I don't know why Edward would would think that, and why would you just believe one fat Russian? <laughs> like, sure. Why are you taking this guy's word? So uh, I mean, I mean, everyone has trust issues in relationships. So I'm sure that's you know not a, not a stretch. Uh, but yeah, I haven't. Uh, I, I can't say that uh, there's much for me to talk about with her specifically. Other yeah, than I, enjoy, I enjoyed her on stream. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. So any, I mean, the let's say one of the, the more pivotal scenes, we can dive into a little bit of, uh, you know, a couple of scenes that stick out for me. Um, obviously the mirror scene. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's about five full minutes long, you know, yeah. uh, a full five minute monologue in the, about 40 minutes into a movie. Um, what are your thoughts? A bit polarizing for some. Didn't love it. Yeah, okay. Didn't love it. Uh, didn't hate it. Uh, but I'm, um, yeah, just, I, I didn't love it. Um, I mean, I think what they're trying, what they tried, I mean, I don't know what they're trying to do, but my guess is they want to pr- just get a lot out, a lot of feelings and emotions out of this character. And this, this just do it in this five minute mirror scene that can really kind of get it all out there. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, I don't think it's a, again, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I wasn't sold on it. I, I didn't, it didn't really, you know, have me at the edge of my chair. Like, okay, he's just going on. He doesn't like anybody. Okay. But what are your thoughts on it? Did, did it, did you enjoy it? Or was it really one of your favorite scenes or? 
Uh, I wouldn't put it in the favorites uh, category necessarily, but I will say that it's, uh, I really liked it the first time I saw it. Um, mm-hmm. And I liked it a little less this time. I like the, um, I mean, ultimately he, there's a reason it's happening in a mirror, right? Like it's, it's a, you know, a blame situation, you know, and, and sort of projecting all of the, the self-hatred that you have right on anybody else. You know, it's not my problem. It's the Russians problems. It's the Sikhs yeah. problems. It's the, you know, Korean problems. It's the Jewish problem, you know, and, and the world is the enemy, you know, because I hate myself, you know, and he kind of calls them out later, which I liked, uh, you know, kind of brought it back around after the five minutes of just like every, you know, sort of stereotype, you know, uh, Italian, yeah, food, yeah. you know, all of those things and the shots, you know, of each of those sort of communities. Uh, and I, at the end, ultimately, you know, shakes his head and just says, no, fuck you, Montgomery Brogan. You had it and you fucked it up, right? Like, so it's not anyone else's fault. It's not because of this yeah. guy or that group or whatever. And so for a message at the end, in terms of the totality of that five minutes, I thought, you know, uh, to me, it was worth it. It paid off. Uh, five minutes, you know, maybe it's a little long, um, but I think that, again, you kind of get to the end. And, and for me, it sort of sold the whole thing. I was willing to uh, to kind of put up mm-hmm. with it. I should say put up with it, but like actually kind of embrace it. Uh, but I remember the first time just thinking like, this is bold. It's 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 sort of uh, invigorating in terms of, uh, you know, from a, you know, a character perspective. Uh, I liked it a little less this time, a few too many uh, F-bombs and so on, but uh, I think the overall message kind of came out uh, uh, pretty solidly to me. Okay, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, you could spend a whole lifetime blaming other people, and it just kind of this just does it all in five minutes, and at the end, you realize, yeah. well, it's, I got no one to blame but myself. That's right, and I kind of so like think, that. Yeah, so I think mission accomplished. I think that yeah, I just I don't know. I, I guess maybe it was the swearing. Uh, I think it was just a little too graphic. I just don't need that. Sure. Sort of thing, but uh, but I get it. I think I think it did what it was supposed to do, and it's fine. It's fine. I would just keep it overall fine. Do you have uh, any? any uh, do you have a scene uh, you want to sort of exchange scenes? Or you want to go? I got a couple here. We can bounce back and forth. Uh, no, I'd really like the the dialogue uh, scene between uh, Hoffman and and Pepper. That yep. uh, I really like that scene. Uh, I really like um, the this is at, 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 at his apartment. This is at his apartment, looking overlooking Ground Zero, or yes. at the restaurant. Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, that that one specific. That's probably the scene uh, that stood out to me. I don't think anything really was like okay. That's the best scene in the movie. To me, sure. there was just a bunch of kind of pretty good scenes. I did enjoy the DEA. I think that, those were kind of. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to say comic stuff. relief, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, kind of fun, just uh, just adding something uh, to the movie. So I did enjoy that scene. He just even the scene where he's taken in um, for questioning. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't mind that at all. Uh, no, I like the that scene. I like the way that shot too. The sort of stark yeah. white, you know, and and uh, the jokes that sort of come out yeah. of that. And I agree with you. I like the scene where they're sort of they do their they have their search search warrant, and they're just fucking with them. You know, like they're just yeah. <laughs> stretching it yeah. out and. Ooh, I'm tired. I should have a seat. You know, all that stuff. I thought that was really handled really, really well. Yeah. I think what the other scene I like, and I mean, I'm not to jump to the end, but if we're talking about scenes I like, uh, that was interesting. Um, kind of the, the, the father kind of just telling him, just run, just go, just keep going west, never come back, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. That was interesting. Um, it was provocative, I think. Now, having, uh, you know, is that what he actually did? I think maybe is up for, you know, debate. Uh, but I don't think so. As, as uh, No, I think the that. last shot, I think the last yeah. shot tells you that it didn't happen. And I think the, the last line, you know, all of this came so close to never happening um, kind of cuts both ways. Right. Mm-hmm. I think uh, because he's telling in his version of the story, you know, but, but for that left turn, you know, it, it would have never happened, you know, like if not for that turning left and going west and, you know, all the sort of story starts to talk about, which I think is just beautiful. I love I loved it 20 years ago. Uh, I still love it. Um, but I think also if he had made even just one, you know, better choice in his life, mm-hmm. 
uh, it all did come so close to never happening, you know, like the life that he wanted, uh, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, or could have had, uh, but for, but for his, uh, bad choices, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a sad ending to me. Um, but I think a really poignant and kind of beautiful one. I really, really was taken by it. I think for me, that whole, that whole with the father talking that I don't want to say salvaged the movie for me, but it definitely gave it uh, I bumped it up for me as an from an overall experience of how I enjoyed the movie. Okay. Uh, I like that. So again, as I say, there's no, like I didn't, that there were scenes at the, at the school that were fine. The schools, uh, the scenes at the, at the club uh, with the Russians uh, yeah. Those are, so again, some really good dialogue. Uh, I think it was more dialogue than scenes for me. Uh, I just thought there was just good back and forth with 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 Hoffman and Pepper and, and Norton and, and the dad. And just I thought I just thought did, it was just a well written film. Um, yeah, absolutely. I like the relationships. Again, I like the the meeting with his dad uh, again right before the mirror scene, uh, and obviously right after as well. Um, you kind of get a sense as to you know, a relationship. And again, it sort of touches on again of the, uh, you know, what, what Francis starts talking to about himself and, and with natural about like, you never said anything, you never pushed him back. You never, you know, uh, corrected his behavior. None of us are walking are driving around in a vintage this or that, you know, and he kind of throws that back on his dad, you know, like you never asked where the money was coming from either, you know, like you never, yeah you know, you took it, we all took it, we were all okay with it until we weren't, yeah. you know? Um, and, you know, I thought that that, and, and watching uh, his sort of dad's, frankly, you know, grief, you know, around that and sort of his regret around his sort of alcoholism and sort of, you know, the choices that he made, you know, that sort of may have led Monty down his path. Um, I thought that was conveyed, again, Brian Cox, incredibly talented actor, um, mm -hmm. you know, small role, but, but, but delivered, I think for sure. Uh, I bought that relationship and I, I got his pain, you know, and I got also the sort of the, the, the tension or the tenuous nature of that relationship, you know, from both of them, you know, mm -hmm. kind of, yeah. you know, uh, I thought, yeah, to your point, I mean, the, obviously the dialogue sells it, uh, but that's a scene that I, I, I kind of gravitated towards. Um, that I really enjoyed again, mostly because of that, those performances and that dialogue. Um, I did love, you know, one of my favorite lines really of almost, uh, of, of any movie. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of the, uh, champagne for my real friends and real pain for my sham friends. Uh, mm -hmm. that's a line that, uh, <laughs> has stuck out in my, in my mind yeah. since I saw this movie as being something, uh, uh, pretty clever and, and and pretty humorous to me. Uh, I always get a kick out of that. I really that whole club scene. I I, I like the way it's shot. I, I like mm -hmm. the, the colors of it. I like the interactions, and it really is, it's it's a real crux of the whole movie. You know, uh, Jacob uh, Seymour Hoffman's character gets his you know his uh, defenses, let's say, tested, um, mm -hmm. and. You know, that scene, watching him kind of go from, you know, this sort of meek, quiet guy, and then he's still, you know, but curious, right? He talks to Francis yeah. about his, his, my friend's got a crush on a student, you know, this kind of stuff. But, and when he finally kind of makes the decision to go up the stairs after they've been flirting or she's been kind of flirting with him a little bit and goes up the stairs, walks in the bathroom. Mm-hmm you know, holds on. It's very red. You know, you've gone from, yeah. you know, outside, very blue, very cold. Yeah. Um, and now you're in a very hot red room uh, in terms of lighting and, and, and composition. He goes in for the kiss and her face is destroyed. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he kind of owns the scene in the, in the, in the post, you know, after this, you know, the camera's on him. We watch his face as he kind of gets that shot, uh, you know, kind of, broken as well but her face just looks completely destroyed like a, i can't believe you just did that how could you have done that what's you know what just happened yeah kind of stuff. yeah uh, it was it did stand out like her that the, her expression was like i was flirting with you but this is not really what i wanted yeah and exactly like, like oh yeah. and I, I yeah yeah it's very it was yeah it stood out like okay and again as you say this 
the lighting film in this film <laughs> is, i never you know i never say oh that's the strongest thing in the movie but it, it, it is. it's not but it, it is apparent and it's and it's really well done uh the reds the blues the yellows and uh again it's 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 important uh, you, you yeah. don't really realize it but there's a lot of elements to making a film um that's why i can't make one but uh <laughs> and he certainly has nailed a few things again as we talk about a few choices i wouldn't make you maybe you wouldn't sure. make but certainly i think what he does well certainly um is a bit worse than stuff he doesn't do well you know what i mean like it's definitely yeah. Yeah, it stands out more so uh percent but what I tell you, and I'll tell you, okay, we talk about all the things that I liked. Yeah. And I tell you what, what irked me, Phil, to be honest with you, is as, as much as I love the dialogue and the conversations, and it's a real situation where you have that friend who has the money and he's, and he's sharing it with his girlfriend, his dad, like we talked about, and they don't really ask where it comes from because they're enjoying, they're reaping the rewards, sure. and they know he's making bad decisions. Uh, we try to, they try to help him to a certain extent, but they don't really, you know, like yeah. you don't, you know, but sure. Uh, again, natural. Well, he's stubborn, you know, he, yeah. I tried and he's stubborn, you know? Yeah. And there's probably some truth to that. We don't see those scenes where she really tries. She just kind of goes with the flow, puts up with him a little bit. Like yeah. he's a bit of a, you know, bit of a jerk, bit of cold towards her. And he, she just puts up with it and will show up in the, in the dress that he wants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he doesn't treat her like a princess, but doesn't treat her poorly. Uh, it's just an you know kind of interesting relationship, but I found myself three quarters through. I don't care. I don't care about this guy. And that was my overall issue with the film, and I think I had this issue with a few films that I've I've, I've yeah. um, done. It's like this guy's a drug dealer. I don't care about this character at all, and I'm like I want to because I like Edward Norton, and I, and it is a good performance. But again, I just don't care. Yeah, uh, and that's where I struggle to to with this movie with all the elements that I like and the actors I like, the dialogue I all like. Those are all great things, but I just I, I don't care. This guy's just a drug dealer, and he's going away, and this is his last day, and it didn't go deep enough. And uh, again, it's definitely worth another watch for me, just to kind of uh, maybe maybe there's things I didn't see or overlooked, but I just I had a hard time just caring about the character. Uh, and I, I struggled with that. I mean, he was the swearing. I'm not big on someone who relies a lot on that. I think just like my comedians, right? I think we can both agree. We both like more of a, a clean comic than relying on, on the, the swearing and the cursing to get a laugh or to get a, a reaction. But that's kind sure. of what fell short for me. I don't know. Did you get any of that yourself or, um, or were you just, just so impressed with, other things or you just really connected more with the character than I did. Yeah. I think just connected with the character. I mean, ultimately I wouldn't say that he's a very likable guy. He's obviously doing, you know, sort of bad things as it were. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I don't think that they're trying to portray him as likable necessarily. Um, and I think by having his friends kind of keep calling him out for the sort of shithead that, that, that he was or is, uh, or himself even looking and like, I keep fucking it up or I blew it or I screwed it up or, you know, all those kinds of things. Even at the very end, you know, he's, he's trying to save himself. He wants his friends to kind of, you know, uh, make him ugly and beat the crap out of him, which is another phenomenal scene with certainly with pepper, that performance, but just the build up to that was pretty great because there is this pent up of you're an asshole. I don't like you. Right. I don't think, yeah. you know, I don't respect you. I, I hate the fact that you're my friend and you're a, idiot you know or that you 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 you're screwing up my life your life his life her life you're right you're you've done all of that um so while uh, you know not necessarily likable i don't know that he's uh, unlikable i think because of the elements around it uh, i found it myself uh, kind of connected to it so it's a movie that i still uh i still really connected to and i still loved um so, you know, it didn't take me out is basically it. I, I was involved in, in uh, for the whole story, as it were. Um, so maybe you can summarize last thoughts and, uh, you know, let the people know what it is uh, I'm going to be watching next week. Yeah, I say, again, how you say it didn't take you out. I, I think for me, it just didn't take me in. Sure. Uh, so I think I just didn't quite uh, connect. And then for, I just didn't really, 
I wasn't invested in in the character. Um, I liked some things that were happening around it, but it just didn't, you know, quite quite get me. And maybe it's just uh, maybe it's the story itself. As I say, it's not a deep plot, uh, sure. so this wasn't enough for me. But again, not to say it's not worth another watch. I think I will watch it again because I think it uh, it has got a lot of good things to it. Um, next week I have um, a reboot movie. Uh, I think it'll be fun to talk about the A Team. Oh gosh. <laughs> all right the a team uh we'll talk about that next time i've seen it but not for many 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 years we'll talk to you next time good night <laughs>